This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. Hey, look at you, all grown up and needing car insurance. You don't have to freak out if you got a driving record that's not so hot or worry if you aren't sure exactly what you need. Able Insurance has your back. Pass up the national insurance companies where you're just another number and keep your auto insurance right here in Charlottesville. 979-0814 is the number. Ableinsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. I appreciate you rocking with me on this Wednesday. Got a nice little change of pace episode for y'all today before we get started. You already heard my first sponsor, Abra Insurance, abrainsurance.net. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance need. Also, my next um, sponsor, Connor Murray Realty. You can follow him on Instagram at Connor Murray Real Estate and follow his business page on Facebook at Connor Murray Realtor. Connor is a guy that deals with luxury townhomes. He deals with um, if you want golfing properties, sporting properties, working farms, relaxed country real estate, downtown properties right here in Virginia. He's the guy that you need to holler at. So make sure you holler at Connor. Murray, not Conor McGregor. Conor Murray. Who is that guy? It's Conor. Conor Murray. So look, this episode, we got to talk about Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill wrote a piece for the Atlantic. It's online. And the title is, Why Don't White Athletes Understand What's Wrong With Trump? And it's basically geared around the Red Sox players who visit the White House, owe their black and brown teammates an explanation. All right. So this article actually came out yesterday, May 7th. Today is May 8th. And um, I thought she brought up some great points. And it's been the top of the discussion. Um, you know, Trump has, has has involved himself in sports, right? And people always want to separate sports and politics. But as we know, when you become a champion in sports, you get invited to the White House. And this has been going on for years. You have people who uh, decline the invitation, who accept the invitation. It just is what it is. But everybody's politically and very politically sensitive right now. Everybody's sensitive when it comes to politics. It just is what it is. And it's it's a lot of division. Politics, like religion, it causes division. I ain't trying to rhyme, but it rhyme. It just is what it is. You got one folks on one hand saying, it's an honor to go to the White House. You got other folks on another hand saying, look, I can't be in the picture with somebody who's disrespected my culture. And look, you could say race. I like to say culture because when people say race, 
they get offended and they get defensive. I say culture. If if somebody's def- is dissing your culture, basically what you believe in, how you grew up, and what you firmly stand on, you're not going to be associated with them. I'm sorry. You got folks saying just go to the White House and try to talk. To- no, because you got cameras, photos, and it, it looks like anytime you're in a photo with somebody, you, it looks like you're co-signing what they stand for. If you if you think I'm lying, ask anybody if they got any photos up with them with R. Kelly or any or or Bill Cosby. Just anybody that's done something that everybody knows is wrong. Let me know if they want to be associated with that person any longer. It just is what it is. So let me give you some excerpts from the write up and give you my thoughts. We're not going to be that long. So Jamel Hill, um, the first piece of the article that I highlighted, she stated that. The manager, Alice Corr, a critic of the Trump administration's inexcusable treatment of Puerto Rico amid the devastation of Hurricane Maria in 2017, cited his homeland's continual troubles as his reason for opting out the visit to the White House. He basically he said, I quote, unfortunately, we are still struggling, still fighting. Corr said in a statement, some people still lack basic necessities. Others remain without electricity. Many homes and schools are in, a pretty, in pretty bad shape almost a year and a half after Hurricane Maria struck. I've used my voice on many occasions so that Puerto Ricans are not forgotten. And my absence is no different. As such, at this moment, I don't feel comfortable celebrating in the White House. The majority of the Hispanic and African-American players on the Red Sox, including the pitcher David Price in the 2018 American League MVP Mookie Betts, have also declined to attend. Not all have explained their reasons, but the Mexican-born relief pitcher Hector Vasquez has been honest. He, quote, said, I made the choice to not go because, as we know, the president has said a lot of stuff about Mexico, he told Mass Live. And I have a lot of people in Mexico that are fans of me, that follow me, and I'm from there, so I would rather not offend anyone over there. Black and Hispanic players and coaches are expected to justify their reasons for not going to Trump's White House. But the real question is, why have so many of the white players on the Red Sox chosen not to support their black and brown teammates? End quote. And that's from that's all Jamel Hill's writing that came from the article. So it got me thinking. If, if everything, if, if team is about unifying and, and, and going to the White House is about a unifying accord, which which teams are going about it the right way? Because you got a team like the University of Virginia here that won a national championship. Coach Tony, head coach Tony Bennett had a discussion with the staffs and the players about visiting the White House. They came to the uh, consensus that they would not go and also do the scheduling. Basically, due to schedule, they did, they wouldn't go. All right, everybody couldn't everybody couldn't be there, so they didn't go. On the flip side, you got the Baylor's women's basketball team, right? And in this, Jamel Hill writes: Recently, Trump hosted the NCAA champion Baylor women's basketball team at the White House, making the Bears the first women's championship team. Trump has held at a private ceremony for since he became president. That the Baylor's co- the Baylor coach Kim Mulkey had publicly campaigned for invitation to the White House helped bring about the visit. Trump has shown that he can be 
Plunkton among extending invites to championship teams if their overture won't be warmly received. If you remember back in 2017, he told the Golden State Warriors that they wasn't welcome to the White House because of how players spoke out against him. But it seems on the flip side, since Coach Kim wanted to attend the White House and no women's basketball team since he's been in offense has visited, he obliged. And um, when you look at the photos, when Baylor visited that circulated on social media, the internet had its fun, making note of how some of the players didn't look thrilled to be there. And from the article, Jamel writes, as of now, no one outside the team knows if Mulkey even ever considered how some of her players might feel about being in the presence of someone who has insulted not just people of color, but also women and women athletes in particular. Sidebar. When South Carolina won the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship in 2017, the Gamecocks didn't receive an invitation to visit Trump for months. And Don Staley was quoted saying that the lateness speaks volumes. And when the invite finally came, the team declined. So that lets you know, you know, because people say it's such an honor to go to the White House. Shouldn't be reciprocated like, you know, it should be in a timely fashion. And and the Baylor coach is basically saying that in a tweet and, and that, you know, they went the last time she won a national championship. I wanted to say it was she went when Obama was there and she went when Bush was in office. Um, so and she said she can make it not about it's not a political issue for her and that, you know, Everybody should want to visit the White House. I always hear people say that everybody should want to visit the White House. And I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know, but let me, let me finish, let me finish about, let me finish talking about the article and then we get into my thoughts. Um, another excerpt that I pulled from the article, um, Jamil talks about not every red state coach expects players to grimace their way through an appearance with Trump. And then she said, to his credit, the Clemson football coach, Dabo Sweeney, reported, reportedly never pressured any players on his team to visit the White House in January after the Tigers beat Alabama for their second national championship in the past three years. Forty-five members of the team chose not to go. Did anybody have an issue with the players that didn't choose to go? So 45 players on that Clemson football team didn't go. He didn't pressure them to go. And Jamel goes on to write, plenty of athletes opted not to go to the White House when Barack Obama was the president. But that felt different, she says. Those choices appeared to be rooted in the athletes' convictions about certain topics, rather than in any deeper judgments about the character of the sitting president. In 2012, the Boston Bruins go to Tim Thomas backed out of the White House reception because, as he argued in his statement at the time, the federal government has grown out of control, threatening the rights, liberties, and property of the people. In 2013, the Baltimore Ravens offensive lineman Matt Burke, a devout Catholic, chose not to go to the White House because of a speech Obama had made at a planned parenthood, uh, parenthood appearance. Um, and they say contact and she stated context matters. And the truth is that Trump's hateful rhetoric and policies aren't so easily forgotten, forcing people, including championship athletes, to disregard how hurtful his actions can be is disrespectful to those he hurt. 
I mean, I think she's on. I, I think Jamel Hill is not far fetched in what she's writing. I, I think she's speaking to the feelings of the folks who's having calls to pause about attending the White House. Um, you got a lot of people that's like swallow your pride, put on a smile for the camera. Um, it's not about the president. It's about visiting the White House, a place that a lot of people don't have access to. Um, and I don't know if I if I totally agree with that, because I, I will tell you this. If you really don't care for a colleague at work and they're having a big shindig at their house, are you really going to go to the shindig? Because majority of the time when you visit somebody, when they throw an event, you're supporting them. Whether you think so or, you, or you're not. When you visit somebody at their gathering, something that you foot the bill for, something that you put together, you go there in support. You don't go there just to show your faith. You're supporting them. Whether you just say, I'm here out of spite, it's support. And then I guarantee your ass won't take no picture with that same individual. Know the hell you won't. And then um, Jamel Hill writes later in her write-up, Alice Cora can't laugh and shake hands with the president knowing that 3,000 people in Puerto Rico, a U.S. territory, perished as a result of Hurricane Maria. And it's not and it's not just that the government's response to the devastation was inadequate. Trump also lied about the island's death toll. And in a tweet, the president called Puerto Rico's leaders grossly incompetent and said they only want to take from the USA. And then later on, she shared a tweet that somebody put out there to say Alice Core has confirmed newspaper report. He would not make the trip to meet the president. So basically it's the white Sox who will be going. And David Price retweeted it and put up. I just feel like more than 38,000 people should see this tweet. So in closing, Jamel Hill says, so instead of focusing on why core and other Red Sox figures won't be at the white house, ask their teammates why they're comfortable being with a president who marginalizes and harms the communities to which their fellow players belong. And I think that's where my question lies. It's like, so for so many times, the people that are offended are supposed to turn the other cheek, right? Like nothing happened. And and I think with, with the more and more as time passes, the more and more people educate themselves, and the more and more people can see through the facade that's going on in this world. And a lot of people don't want things to change because we all know people hate change. And um, and it comes down to this also. So back in the day when it came to the White House, everybody was like, I'm going to go. You had a guy like Craig Hodges who came with a dashiki on, had a letter for the president to never play, you know, in the NBA again after he, he gave a letter to the president. All right. Um, so we know when you go against the status quo, it's going to be met with a frown. But why is that? Why do people hate when some why do like it seems like the unaffected want to tell the people who are affected that. That can't be the reason why it got to be a better way. Just because you would be honored to go into the White House should not have you on your soapbox saying that somebody is disrespecting the invitation. Like how like can you truly be disrespectful by respectfully declining the invitation to go somewhere like I'd rather not go. I'm, I'm good. Like I always say, if we want to keep politics out of sports, why the hell are we going to the White House out the a victory, the home of politics. Why? You tell Kaepernick don't take a knee, keep sports out of the keep politics out of sports. 
but we know it's something happening in this country around the national. When, when are we going to honor them around the national anthem? So we'll honor any and everybody outside the U.S. or any and everything we feel like affect everybody. But if one minority group is like this is affecting us and we want to use that same national anthem because it's one nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice for all. And the military, the, the men and women of the military is fighting for their right to do as such. But then you got a president and his minions, not the minions, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not minions, but the people who echo his sentiment saying, you are you are disrespecting the men and women of this country. That doesn't make sense. And I'm not here to preach and, and do all that. But my thing is this. I grew up. The White House wasn't on my bucket list. And I respect the people who say they want to go to the White House. That's cool. I just don't understand why people can't see when another person doesn't want to go to the White House. Why they feel like. It's disrespectful. Why you should why, like they they'll make you they make you feel like you gotta go. Come on, man. Tom Brady didn't go with the New England Patriots when they went to see Obama. Nobody had a damn issue with that. Come on, fam. Can we stop it? Can we stop it? People say it's always a division in this world, but but people in politics love to call somebody liberal. Or I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm an independent. Like damn it, we cause divisions ourselves. We give each other titles. Are you serious right now? Like y'all, y'all gotta stop this damn line. You gotta stop the line, man. It's division in this world. It is until people come together. If somebody taking a knee for social injustices and and African Americans being wrongfully killed and and the people who killed them aren't held to held accountable, then you gotta do something. Nobody ever welcome in the protest. No, no, like it's not supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to raise eyebrows. And I just don't understand why people don't see that. But hey, you 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 do what you do and what's important in your life. And we'll do what we do. And then they do what they do. That's just how it is. But I ain't. I never want to go to no damn White House. Why? For what? For what? It doesn't interest me. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge political guy. Sorry. Oh, but bug hug. It's the White House. Okay. Only White House I know is a castle, and it's the White Castle. I go there. But y'all, let me know y'all thoughts, man. It's the ball hawk. Um, I thought Jamel Hill did an awesome job, man. I'm a fan of Jamel Hill. I think she always pushes the envelope, and she gets people thinking. Um, I miss the podcast she had with with Michael Smith on his and hers. I always thought that she was very thoughtful and and was never afraid to speak her mind. And uh. So salute to Jamel Hill. Salute to everybody that's subscribed to the Bog Show. If you haven't, make sure you subscribe. I know this podcast episode will make you uncomfortable, but hey, I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I'm always speak my mind. And thank you guys for listening, Ballhawk Show. Subscribe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.